Grace Kenneth Jumar. And I'm Kemi Omishori, second host. We are so glad that um, you're joining us again. We hope you enjoyed the first episode. And we are very excited about upcoming episodes, especially this one. So we have two amazing guests with us today. And just to give a little background, um, they're going to be sharing their story about their son, um, Caleb. This month, and the reason why we've invited them is this month of October is Cancer Awareness Month. And their son um, passed away of cancer. And this month is was his birthday month. So we just thought, you know, it would be a great opportunity for them to share their story. And we just pray that as you listen and as they share their stories, that you'll be blessed and you'll be encouraged. Yes. Because yes, their story yes. is an encouraging one. Indeed. Deeply personal too. Yes. And it is, yeah, it's a personal one as they're my beautiful family and Caleb was my nephew. So my sister and my brother in love, would you please introduce yourself, Mrs. Victoria Adekombi. Thank you. I'm Ezekiel Adekombi. Thank you. And thank you so much for honoring our invitation. And yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like I say, it is quite personal. And I was a bit on edge actually to come here and thinking, (laughs) oh my God. How's this going to go? But we're here now and we really hope people can learn yeah. from it. Yeah. The experience and, you know, how you've dealt with your grief and your trauma and everything that has come with it. Yeah. We're hoping people will definitely learn from it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with Daddy. Can you just tell us a bit about Caleb? Caleb, from the time he was giving birth to a nice and some... <laughs> Good looking chap. Because he looks like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he resembles me in a lot of ways. The way he walks, most of the things. And that's something that at times when I looked at pictures, even up to today, I see some of the things and the reasons why we were able to cope. Like as I said, he's caring, loving, and he's a lovable guy. And he, 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 he tries his hand at a lot of things, never gives up. Yeah. That's one thing about him. We thank God for his life. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And mommy? Yeah, Caleb. <laughs> uh, Caleb, my baby, the last of the three we had. And Caleb is always a brave person. Caleb is full of faith, was full of faith. Mm. And I remember when Caleb was small, when brothers are going to school, mm. because then we had like we had a little financial challenge. So, you know, in those days, we put children in private school. Mm. So when Caleb was two years, he didn't start school then. We couldn't put afford to make him start. I remember when the brothers. The brother and the sister dress up, they are going to school. Caleb will be crying, I want to go to school. <laughs> I want to school. <laughs> Caleb very loving, mm. very caring. Uh, he doesn't know how to call. He does say, Mom, how are you? I have to say, I have to call every time. Caleb, I, I meant to, it's always meaning to. I meant to call. I meant to call. <laughs> That's one of the things I always remind, remember about him, and whenever I remember, I smile. Very outgoing, never angry, very loving. Caleb, 
Don't know, Kilepis. That was Kilep. I must say, this is not my story, but Kilep was that person. You know when there's just someone that you can drop your kids with, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to leave any instructions. Mm -hmm. You just like take my kids and look after them. Mm -hmm. That was Kilep. He was that auntie. (laughs) He He was their cousin. He just knew what to do, and he was just so willing. And that is one thing that just, yeah, I shouldn't have favorites, but Caleb was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) They say you should have what he was. (laughs) So we're going to just tackle Mm -hmm. this issue now. Um, When did you find out that Caleb diagnosed with cancer? Uh, When he came back from uni, after after his graduation. Okay. When he came back after the graduation. We noticed before graduation, when he was at home, from, back from uni, he keeps saying he's not feeling well. He, he's, we didn't really know what's happening. Sometimes he would tell me there's blood in his stool. I said, okay, go to the GP. He went to the GP and they said he was going to go for sonoscopy. But it, it took a t- while before he could get the appointment. And even when he went, they said they couldn't do it. Like, why couldn't they do it? And they didn't give reason mm. why they couldn't do yeah. that. So until after the, then after the graduation, he started not being able to sleep at night and mm. all that. Then I just said, you know, you just have to go to here and I said, when you get there, you have to let them know that if the world has come to an end because if you don't do that you will not attend <laughs> so we went there they checked and said no there is that maybe it was pile or not these things they did all the check yet they did not detect what's wrong with him once we went again the following we went again the following Monday and I said this time around Caleb if you need to some assault hold on or do whatever <laughs> Something has to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we got there, this time around, said we're not taking no for I can't sleep. I can't do anything. Mm. That's when they now tested him. And by the time they went and do, did all the tests, they would do. It was too late because when they, I remember in the hospital because they had to admit him in the hospital. The doctor called us to the office. When the doctor called us to the office, actually, I wasn't expecting anything like that. Yeah, I was thinking maybe because it started. Then he had a swelling in his stomach. I said maybe near because that's what the medical said. Maybe it might be near or something. So I wasn't even expecting anything. So the doctor just called us to the office, and it was a lady. She said, uh, I'm sorry that I have to be the bearer of bad news, blah, blah, blah. Caleb has cancer. The word stood still at that moment for me. Tears were just coming down my eyes. But Caleb did not see anything. Was just, Caleb was just, like, he was just looking at, it's okay, God is better than cancer. Mm. There is nothing God cannot do. And so that was how journey started but said he had cancer of the colon which had spread to the abdomen 
up to deliver. Mm. Mm. As a father, hearing that your child obviously has cancer now, how did you feel? I mean, we all hear cancer and everyone goes, mm. you know. The, the, the thing that we need to first understand is that having cancer is not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Because we've had instances of people that had cancers mm. and they were cured. But because what happened to Caleb happened and there was a neglect, that's the word I will use. Because he complained that he has been going to the GP while he was in the uni, that was in Farnham. He said he went there maybe about eight times or so, several times, and all that they could give him is paracetamol. Because I believe if it was detected early, maybe, because we are not God. Mm -hmm. I was there the day they showed us the, the scan that was carried out after all the testing and everything. And the doctor said it has spread and affected his liver. And once it gets to that state, it's something that they cannot guarantee. It's like you are getting the death sentence. Hearing that, we, we, what we did was we just continued praying and we encouraged him because like as you have heard, Caleb happens to be someone that had faith. He held on unto that belief and that was what gladdens my heart. So when everything happened, we were not moved because we know that whatever it is, God is in control. So how did you feel as a father? Because it's your baby. It's, 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 it's something that touched me. I won't say I wasn't touched or I wasn't moved because having to see him from birth up to the age of 25 plus. And here is someone that has ambition. Yes. He has a future. He's been planning a lot of things. So it's something that touches me as a father but at that point there's absolutely nothing mm -hmm. I can do because mm -hmm. it's now beyond my power mm -hmm. oh, oh, there was a time I was even saying I remember there was a time I was praying when I went for my workout I was praying I was saying if it were possible for me to have whatever he has mm -hmm. because I looked at myself as older mm -hmm. yeah. and you know he, he, I, I won't be happy having to bury my child. Yeah. That's, that's part of the things that mm -hmm. touched me there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, didn't know Kayla, I didn't know Kayla personally. Yeah. I, I actually knew him at the start of his illness um, in church. So I, I didn't know much about Caleb. I've only heard um, beautiful, beautiful stories about him. And I remember um, I was torn between if to go to the hospital or not because I'm quite um, emotional. Yes. So my best friend did say to me, she was like, I don't think you're quite ready to go and see Caleb now because he's quite poorly. Mm. Um, you might not be ready. I said, all right, I'll, I'll stay back. And then she was like, oh, he's doing better now. You can go. And I did. Mm. I witnessed, uh, you know, as a mother, I have never really known the strength 
you sort of exhibit until I saw, I walked into the hospital room that day and I witnessed a, it was a special moment between you and Caleb actually, at that particular moment. I didn't actually know where to look left, yeah. right, because I'd been told he was better and I'm like, I'm sorry, mm. how? What's go, how? Mm. Um, and I think he was trying to um, sit up, but he didn't want any help. Mm. He wanted to do it by himself. Yeah. And you were, as a mother, automatically wanting to help him. And it was kind of that moment of like, I've got this mom. But a mother is looking like, yeah. you don't got this girl, you, you don't got this. Yeah, yeah. But it was also a moment of, I know you don't, you know, you're using all your strength, but I'm going to respect you to let you do what you want to do. Yeah. Knowing that I'm here for when you need me without asking for it. Yeah. And that was basically a moment of I thought, how does she feel watching him go through such intense pain? Yeah. It was such an intense, such intensity that I thought to myself, what's going through her mind just watching him going through, through much pain and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And even in that struggle, I read it to me like, what it felt like for me was, he still wanted to be independent. Yes. Yeah. He still wanted to do the things by himself. Yes. It was a situation of, I don't know how this is going to end for me, mm. but I still want you to know that I'm your son. Yeah. And I can still, I'm still capable of doing yeah. everything that is mm. necessary for me yeah. to do. And it was, you allowed him. You gave him the respect for him to do it, even though you knew he couldn't. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. He couldn't do it. Yeah. I knew he couldn't do it. Yeah. But she let him have that moment. Yeah. And without him asking, she yeah. was right there yeah. to help him. And I was just broken. You know, I just thought to myself, I had experienced such a beautiful moment yeah. of helplessness between a mother and a son. Yeah. Because she's helpless, she can't help him. Yeah. He's helpless knowing that I want to do this, but I can't do it on my own. Yeah. I knew that I wasn't going to show any raw emotions in that room that day. Because yeah. I would, it would, you know. Yeah. Um, but the moment I walked outside the door, gosh, literally, yeah. it took 30 seconds for me to get outside that door. I broke mm. into pieces. I thought, he's so young. Yes. How? So I, I suppose the question for me now is, he's so young mm. and you're Christians. I asked the question, why? Do you know what I mean? I asked yeah. the question, I'm like, He's so young, he's got a future, yes. a beautiful future ahead of him. Yeah. Because in the time he was diagnosed to the time he passed away, it was, it was so, so quick. quick. Yeah. So quick. Yeah. There was no time to, the time you were spending with him was of pain. Yeah. Everyone's emotions was on edge. So yeah. how do you not question like your faith? Did, you, did it challenge you? As a parent, this is your child. Like you say, you we, have- we, we, were, we were challenged, so you see, like because Personally, I don't like being over spiritual mm -hmm. in some cases. Mm -hmm. But you see, at that point, because we prayed, there are times we even come to the church in the night, myself and his mom, and we will kneel at the altar and we pray. There was a particular time we were praying, and I brought out my iPad, and his graduation picture was there. Okay. So. On, on my phone, yeah. So as soon as I brought it out and I click on it, there was this, you know, lightning that was coming from there. And I told my wife, I said, have you seen this? So all that happened 
came all of a sudden, but at the same time, we never at any time query or question God. That's one of the things, that was one of the things that kept us going even up to today. Because we believe that whatever it is, God has the final say. Since we have committed everything into his hand and we have prayed over it. And um, there, 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 was, there was a time, I, I believe, because it was around his birthday yeah. that that thing happened, he got to the climax. Some people gathered themselves and they contributed money because he said he wanted an iPad for his birthday gift. So they contributed, but the day they brought that... That was Christmas for Christmas. Mm, okay, for Christmas. The day they brought that and they presented it to him, he, he said something and I told him, Mom, and he said, I hope... I will be able to use it. Mm. At that time, I realized mm. that it's already gone. So when it happened, and it was the following day, it was the following day mm. that everything just told my wife, I said, did you remember I told you about this? This was the statement he made mm. last night. And, you know, because it was like he, he prepared her heart our mm. mind for what is to happen. Yeah. So when it finally happens, we were not disturbed in any way. Yeah. We were filled with peace. Although it's painful. Yeah. It's very, very painful. But you know, we have this assurance that is in a better place. Mm -hmm. Like as you have said, all the time while he was in the hospital, he was going through pain. So much. Pain. It was so painful. So painful. So what's the word? Mm -hmm. Because he cannot continue to live like that. And he has been praying that he doesn't want to be a vegetable. He said he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to body, be a burden to anybody. To anybody. Mm -hmm. Those are part of the things he was praying for while he was in the hospital. And uh, I, I remember when he, when they, I think part of the things that really help us in coping, I remember when our nation, the national leader, first school national leader came and came to our house when they heard about it. And so when they prayed with him, he told Caleb that, Caleb, if you have any dream, tell your mom about it. So on one, day, one of the days when we were in the hospital, he said, ah, mom, you remember when Surika came and said, I should tell you the dream that I have. He said, I had a dream that I was working in a store and they sell expensive things in that store and it's like I they said something valuable very valuable there that I took one of the valuable things and it dropped from my hands and and I was beating myself up that why do I have to let this happen like it's happening the second time and why do I have to let this happen again? That it was so painful to him. Then, when he said that, the following day, the following day, maybe about two days later again, he told me that he had a dream that he saw himself lying on the floor and his spirit was out of his body. And there's a particular friend that comes to visit him. She, she's been so supportive. He said he saw her crouching over 
his body on the floor and she was crying when he said that. I said, okay. I said, you know what, Caleb? We'll continue to pray. While he was in hospital, you see, sometimes I, I look at it as the whole situation like it is just the will of God. And, you know, sometimes we just have to submit to God's will. Mm-hmm. Because earlier, before all this starts, the cancer issue, he said to me, Mom, I think, I don't know about my faith. I'm not sure. I don't know this, that I don't even understand anymore. And I said, and I said, Caleb, don't worry. He said, I said, you know what? God will reveal himself to you. You will have an encounter. And, it's because, and he said one thing that scared me that day. He said, I don't even know about God. I don't even, that about the issue of God, I don't, I'm even having some doubt. And he said, anyway, even if I die, you have done your own, you have said all you can oh say to me. It will be, it will be my responsibility. Mm-hmm. He said told to me, sir, it will be his responsibility. And I said, okay, don't worry, God will give you an encounter. That he said, because we all have experience with God. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said, like I used to tell them, God did this, I tell them yes. what God is yeah. doing, yeah. that Debbie too has her moment, yeah. that we all have our mm-hmm. own story with God, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any. Yeah. So I said, don't worry, if God wants to give you a story and let you know who he is, he would give you. Yeah. So I just started praying that God would just reveal himself to him and mm-hmm. help him, you know. So it was after that that all this started happening. Yeah. But I now discovered that when it happened, it made him know God. Mm-hmm. It made him know God, close to God, because I was always sleeping in the hospital. When we wake in the morning, you would wonder, say, Mom, we have not had our devotion. Oh, wow. We have not had our morning devotion. And when the doctors come in and they say everything, about it, he will tell them, I'm not going to die. Mm. He will tell them, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to see the end of this. He's not going to see the end of me. Mm. I remember when he was speaking to his friends on the phone, he told them, he told his friend, he said, ah, this thing is not going to see the end. I'm going to see the end of it. Mm. It's not going to see the end of me. And, and I believe cancer did not see the end of Caleb. Mm. Caleb saw the end of cancer because he, to me, I don't people might not really understand, but to me, it was a channel for God to draw him close to him, mm. to help him to know who he is. Mm to help him to know who he is because one of the doctors came when after we came home on Christmas day and said to him, Caleb, where would you like to die? Would what? you like to, yeah. Whoa. That's what she said. <laughs> she said, Caleb, where would you like to die? Would you like to die at home or oh at the hospice? Caleb said to her, he said, die? What are you saying? I'm not going to die. I'm going to be okay. Oh, wow. That was wow. a day before he died. Wow. He said, die. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be okay. So, that's why I'm so happy. What he was telling us, we did not understand, was that mm. he is not dying. Mm. He is sleeping. He's going to sleep. Mm. It was just an eternal sleep. Yeah. Mm. Dying is different from sleeping. Mm-hmm. Having eternal sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because each one is sleeping and going to God. Yeah. Mm. 
So, and because of that, I just, and when he, when, when he died, I said to myself, if we had forced this on him and prayed and, you know, and God has given him an chance, chance, wouldn't he have blown the chance mm-hmm. because of the dream he had? He was given a second chance yeah. in that dream and he blew it. Mm. Wouldn't he have blown the chance? And the Spirit of God said to me, which, which would you prefer? To have him alive and blow the chance of eternity mm. or to have him go and be with Christ, be in eternity and you see him there. Yeah. So I think that's all will help us to be able to cope. Mm. Yeah. So where did he die? In the hospital? In the hospital. Because on, on the twenty-fifth of December, which was Christmas Day, um we had a family gathering at Daddy's place after that all of them came over to have some time with him. So as soon as we finished praying, it wasn't long. Now the crisis started. So we had to call the ambulance and it was taken to Newham. Second day, eventually, that was in Newham. He passed away in Newham Hospital. We're in Wales for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I must say, it wasn't a great Christmas for me because mm. I knew the situation Caleb was in. And for me, I had this sense that okay, this could be his last Christmas, that I should be with him. Mm. But obviously, we already made plans to be um, at Wales with my husband's family. So when it was Christmas, I was constantly on the phone, you know, trying to talk to them and just say what, how, what Caleb was. And then on Boxing Day, um, we got the call that they've taken Caleb back to the hospital mm-hmm. because we were meant to come back the day after. So we left early, went straight to the hospital and spent the rest of our day there with him. And I'm just so grateful mm-hmm. that my kids got to spend his last minutes with him. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where it was like, I didn't want to accept mm-hmm. the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a question that I wanted to ask. Was there a point where, or looking back now, would you have done anything different as to like, you know, accept that, okay, we know he's going to die. What would you have done differently um, because for me, I look back and I'm like, okay, if we knew and accepted it, and I guess as Christians, you shouldn't. Sometimes hope is blinding. Yeah. <laughs> like hope is like, you know what? I don't want to mm-hmm. accept what's going to happen. So I'm just gonna Pray keep that brave face. Yeah. You know, just ask him how would he have, um, what Loved. would he have done? Yeah. So just looking back, do you think that? There was a point where you didn't want to accept that he was going to go. For me, I knew he was going to go. How? Is it mother's <laughs> intuition or? Earlier in the year, I had this thing come to me that because we booked holiday for all of us for the following year, for mm-hmm. the whole family, mm-hmm. everyone, we paid for the holiday. And that thing came to me and said, what if someone of you wouldn't be able to go for the holiday? Someone die. I don't know. He, he came, but I just said, you know what? I just said, 
no, no member of my family will die, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe if I'd just listen to the voice. Mm. And because sometimes God ministers to me in strange ways. Yeah. You know, maybe if I just listen to the voice and, you know, just pray and ask God and maybe have a dialogue with God. Yeah. About what just I just received at that particular time. But why just did what I know it's not going to happen in Jesus' name mm. and all that. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we <laughs> we mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to happen like that in Jesus' name and all that. But it, it, it's taught me. Yeah. So when things come to my mind sudden, suddenly like that, that I should reflect on it, pray about it, dialogue with God about it, mm-hmm. and really know that because. So when all this started happening, and they said, and they told us in the hospital that there's nothing they can do about it. It's they don't think there's anything. I would just say, you know, God, if this is it, there's nothing I can do about it. I remember even before then, Debbie said to me, Mom, we are going that they learned about uh, that we Africans we don't prepare for passing mm-hmm. away and all that. Yes. that mm-hmm. um, when she, she comes back from uni, that we need to discuss about, we need to discuss about if we, if someone goes, if mm-hmm. we lose mm-hmm. someone, that we need to discuss about it. And I said to her, I said, okay. And that's after I had what the intuition I had. Yeah. Mm. So when she, when she said, I said, okay, if, if he was before, when she said, I said, I don't, we don't want to talk about that. You don't, God forbid. Mm, we are. Mm, I said, okay, no problem. When you come back, we'll discuss about it. I begin to put all these things together mm. and say, you know what? God was really preparing. Our, yeah. mm. So, when White Caleb was still in the hospital, David just told me one, when we were both coming home, I think, we, I don't know, we went to the gym, we were coming, and she said to me, she said, Mom, if Caleb is to go now. I think I'm ready for it. Mm. Oh, wow. So when she says, if you have to go now, I think I'm ready for it. I've accepted it. If that is the way God wants it. Mm. When she said that, okay, fine. That is the way God wants it. Mm. So I think all those things yeah. mm. were part of the things that really helped us, you mm. know, because we had opened our mind and said, God, you know what? We want only what is best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the best thing. Yeah. You know is the one that sent us here on earth. Yeah. Yes, it's painful. Yeah. It's, it's painful because and looking back, what I would because I don't think we really accepted it fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would have told, I would have loved to ask Caleb, mm. what do you want us to do in memory of you? Mm. You know, I would, I would have really loved that to ask him. Then, I, because I think why well, I'm not bold enough to ask me. That's why the fact that I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Because I remember one day in the hospital, I was crying, but I didn't want him to know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want him to know that I was crying. So Debbie, Debbie said to him, Debbie told him, your mom is crying because of you, Caleb. And she said to me, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding your tears? It's okay to cry. You can't cry. <laughs> no, because it is okay to cry. It is okay, it's to, okay. to cry. 
He said, Mom, it's okay to cry. Let me see that you are crying. It's okay. It's okay to cry. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about um, Debbie, the eldest. Um, how has this affected them? They are coping. They are this, coping. They, yeah. There are times that they refer to some of the things they do together. Yeah. Or at times you say, if Caleb were to be here now, mm. there are times that they do that. You know, like recently, the new PS that was PS5, is it? Yeah. Is yeah. this one. Uh, they mentioned it. They said that if Caleb was to be alive now, he would have been one of the first to get that because mm. he's someone that loves games. Yeah. You know? But, but, but the thing is that what happened to me and to us as a family happens to be the best because i mentioned something the other time he was in pain i was i was we were on the bus not only me or after all this had happened i think it was last year and there was someone that was on phone and was talking about maybe his wife having the same problem yeah. that caleb had and the state that the woman was, mm. even after everything was done. I, you know, because like God passes messages to us yeah. in different ways. Yeah. That if Caleb was to be alive even today, how will his life be? Mm. Yeah. These are the questions we need to ask ourselves. They operated him, they've taken a chunk of his tummy. Mm. He will be carrying bag about. He will not be able to even live normal yeah. because of the things. So. So what we believe is that the best is what has happened to him and we give glory to God for that. So you mentioned coping a lot and I'm guessing as a family you all cope differently. Um, as a mother, we can see your raw emotions right here. As a father, as a man, we kind of need to guess how you're feeling. Um, and the two other children, obviously we don't, I don't know how they're coping. Um, how have you coped? Grief is something that is handled differently, individually, yeah. as a father, as a mother, as a family. Because yeah, we have, well, I have my moments of tears. Like on his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Mm. His birthday was 8th of this month, October 8th. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So we, 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 like for this morning, I just, yeah. I, I saw some of the things he had. Like when, when, when he was alive, he loved playing football. Mm -hmm. And in the course of that, he had some medals and some trophies that he, I had them. I just picked them up today and I was just looking at what was written on it. And at that time, I was moved. And I, I picked his graduation pictures. Myself, himself and the mom were in that. And the one that he was just standing on. And something was telling me that I need to frame this and put it somewhere mm -hmm. and you know the thing is that even right beside our bed every day we, see we had <laughs> there's a family picture that is on the echo or show that we have there yeah. that his pictures is there his mm -hmm. picture is there where he did like so we, we, you know because like we, we we we've been coping because we believe that by and by we will meet again yeah. that mm -hmm. is the word that we use we believe that that is in a better place mm -hmm. and not only that that we will see him again mm -hmm. that we will see him again I, be, I believe that is what is keeping us going yeah. that was that kept us all this while yeah. for the past two years there are times that we reflect and we look back on what he would have been doing or what he would have done at mm -hmm. this time mm -hmm. 
I um, I think I think one of our coping strategies was talking about him mm. in the house. You know, sometimes we say, I say to Debbie, if Caleb was here, this is what he would have been said mm-hmm. when we're doing this. I remember in the room in upstairs when I go when I do my workout upstairs, and I do workouts on Saturday. Where I said. I would say to my, I would think in my heart, Caleb would be saying, what are you doing, mom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I think all that because we, we still talk about him every time, like a part of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are not allowing his memory to die just like that to go. Mm-hmm. It will still forever be a part of us. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that's and another thing that really helped me as a mother to cope is, you know, when I said earlier on that he told me uh, about God, he's having challenge with his faith mm. and all that. And when he passed on, knowing that he passed on, knowing God, accepting God, accepting God, because even while he was in hospital, even while he was in hospital, I, I led him to Christ again. You know, and the way he passed on when he wanted to go, he, he just slept. Yes. Mm. He, yes. he was That's not. Peaceful. It was not yes. a struggle. Yes. Because yes. I've heard stories of people that are dying. Mm. They struggle. Yeah. They. It, it's not an easy. Yeah. But it was very peaceful. I just want to thank God because of the people you know, um, Grace and Kenneth and the children. Everyone that. He, he was listening to music. Mm. Yes. He mm. was listening to music and, you know, it was just like an... A normal day with Caleb, actually. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and it was, the atmosphere was a great atmosphere. Mm. It, I, I said to somebody, I said, when it is time for me to go, I'm praying to God that I will just have like a nice passing away like Caleb had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it was a glorious passing away. He was surrounded with everyone, with the people he yes. loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Debbie kept asking him, Caleb, are you in pain? Because earlier before yes. then, yes. Caleb, I, uh, he was he saying he wanted saying no. him because oh, he gets yeah. injection like every 10 or 15 minutes. Yes. With mm-hmm. all, even with all the painkillers mm-hmm. that yeah. he's got already about five different painkillers yes, yes. on him already. He just got to that stage and he was just saying, you know, Debbie kept asking him, Caleb, are you in pain? He said, no. Yeah. He said, no. He said, he's not in pain. He was not in pain. He didn't ask for anything until he passed. We, you know, it was, it was just so, so, you know, every time I remember, I think those were part of the things that helped us. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, you know where he is. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. he yeah. went, he went and we know that, yes, he's rested. Yeah. He does it. The pain is no more there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's overcome the pain and all that. Being senior pastors of the church, um, how did that affect the way you dealt with it? Did you feel that you had to deal with it in a certain way because you have people that are watching you? It was just a certain way that you had to deal with it to encourage or to put up a face. Or the church like did you feel like you had expectations you yeah. had to meet no honestly i did not even no. think about that <laughs> because the, even that 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 month we we had a team 
based on peace. If I remember, we were not disturbed. Because you see, you see, the thing is that um, the position of the senior pastor, whether you are a pastor, is a secondary. Mm. The primary thing is the person you are. Because if we try to put off a bone face and try to impress people, we are missing it because we, we know. We know our responsibilities as individuals. We know our responsibilities even to our family. And we know what it means. I, I believe on the day he was buried, I cried. Mm. I wept. Mm. I wept. I went to the coffin. I looked at him and I wept in the presence of the people that were there. You know, that's, that's the thing. If I was to keep back anything, I wouldn't do that because mm -hmm. I'll be looking at it and be saying, what would people say? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. See, it's no sin to mourn. It's no sin to feel because we are human. Mm -hmm. We are not superhuman. The, no. the fact that we are pastors does not make us different from anybody out there. Mm -hmm. But if we were able to cope and something like that happened to us, I feel it should be an encouragement to others to see that no matter how spiritual you claim to be, yeah. things can happen. Yes. That's the encouragement I want people to get there. It's not by power. It's not by mind. It's not because I can pray or I don't know how to pray. No. It's beyond that. Everything is based on the grace of God. So it's the grace of God that has kept us. I suppose as a family, We've spoken about the family, but we didn't actually touch on how it's affected you as a couple. If it did affect you. Um, if anything, I think it's it, brought us more closer. Fabulous. And to, and to realize how short life is. Mm. And you know, mm. after, after that, we did not cancel our holiday. We went oh, for, yeah. the holiday. for the holidays. Oh, yes. yeah. We did indeed. We yes. went for the holidays. We went for the holiday. We did not cancel the holiday. Because no, Caleb will know we're happy if we had canceled the holiday. Mm. So we didn't mm. cancel the holiday. We went on the holiday. We enjoyed the holiday. And even at the holiday, we were saying, ah, if Caleb was here now. No, if Caleb. I think even that has even brought us even more closer mm -hmm. as a family. As a family, yeah. it's yeah. brought us more closer mm -hmm. as a family and do things more. Mm -hmm. Do things more because the only regret I have is that we have not, we did not have all the travel plans and everything, only being together mm. that we because Caleb never traveled. Okay. Yeah, so. That's the only. That's the only thing that we could have had more fun times yeah. mm, together mm. as a family. And I think that's just one thing that most people take for granted. Yeah. We take for granted family times together. So how would you encourage people that are going through similar situations right now, seen as people's situation are different. Mm -hmm. People's situation are different, but above all, it is only God that can help us. When I hear people say, ah, "You are strong," the way you took it, I don't see it as anything. To be sincere, I just as a grace that we have received from God. Mm -hmm. It's just the grace of God. And one thing I will just say is, just hold on to God. 
is our creator. Mm. You cannot query him. He has our best. I most thing I'm very certain of is that God has our best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what we are going through, no matter the outcome of our situation, He has our best interest at heart. And God will never, never, never give us something or make something that comes our way that we will not be able to cope with. Mm-hmm. So, if anything happens to us, God knows about it. Mm-hmm. So be, because the Bible says it's not, it's not going to tempt us above our, our capabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's not going to throw to us any situation that He knows we cannot bear. Mm-hmm. So when we know that, all we just have to do is just hold on to him. Mm-hmm. As a father, any? Oh, well, I would just support what she said because like uh, one thing is that at the end of the tunnel, there is always light. It's not easy having to lose our loved ones. Mm-hmm. But when things happened and it's beyond our power, what do we do? I won't suggest that one will because like I want to encourage everyone out there that no matter what you are passing through at the end of the tunnel there is always light irrespective of the outcome so at the, at the start of this um, Grace spoke about strength and um, I think that's all I could think about at the time of the passing as well like how do they remain so strong that's what it appears like anyway to the outside world i suppose the question is have you ever thought that have you ever felt like you have to wear a facade like almost like we have to look like we're strong or we have to look like we're coping even though it's killing us inside have you ever had to no pretend to no because i I remembered on the day of his burial and we were there somebody was saying ah Pastor, you don't need to be here. Why? You don't have to be. And I looked at him and I said, why? Because the thing is that, you see, that was why I said, being over spiritual mm. is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because it's even hypocrisy. Mm. One should not be like, as you had, crying or mourning is not a sin. Mm. You're getting it? But you see, the, the, the way we respond to our problems or to the situations mm-hmm. that we are in matters. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's the encouragement we want to pass on to everyone that is hearing us. Mm-hmm. Because the, there is a saying that tough times will never last, mm-hmm. but tough people will last. Mm-hmm. Tough people that's will a good one. That's yeah. true. And that's the thing. Yeah. We just have to, because life has to go on. Yeah. Are you getting it? We don't have to say because we lost him, then everything is at a stop. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if we do that, we are not helping ourselves. We are not even helping him because wherever he is, he will not be happy. Mm-hmm. And knowing Caleb for who he is, mm-hmm. Caleb will not want our life to stop because of him. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I, I dreamt about him and in my dream, he came, he had this big smile on him. And I hugged him mm-hmm. the last time I had about him, about last month. And I hugged him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I used to, because I used to say, oh, call me, oh, call me to all of them. Mm-hmm. And I hugged him. I said, oh, call me. And he smiled. Mm-hmm. 
For those that don't know what that means, that basically just means my husband. <laughs> or my baby. Or my baby. If it's your yes. child, yeah. Depending on the my darling. How it's used, yeah. yes. My darling. <laughs> my darling, yeah. And, you know, as best part of it, when we dream about him, we share our dreams. Yeah. We dream Caleb, Caleb about Caleb today, he came visiting today and all that, you know. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been touching. Yes. There have been quite a few tears. Mm-hmm. They have been. Um, but, you know, I'm, I really hope that people are encouraged. And if anyone is going through this kind of situation, either um, a child or sibling, a loved one, that they find hope mm. in that situation, they find strength mm-hmm. in that situation to see it through to whatever end mm-hmm. it may bring mm-hmm. them to. Mm-hmm. Um, can we ask that you pray, please, as we... Oh, you should know they're holding hands. Oh, they're so cute. Oh. And so, our Father and our God, we want to thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be able to share our story. Mm. Thank you because, Lord, no matter what happens or what is happening now, you are in control. We give you praise. We appreciate you. We use ourselves as a point of contact unto those that are hearing us. As many that are passing through situations, Lord, you that give us the enabling power to be able to cope and see us through. We pray we also give them the strength, the courage, the ability to see them through in the name of Jesus. And we are praying that whatever it is, everything we end in your praise. Thank you, Lord, for the host of this program. Thank you for your faithfulness over them. Thank you because you will continue to keep them. We pray for them and even for the program that, Lord, it will grow and it will encourage and empower people to the glory of your name. Thank you, faithful God. We worship and adore you. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you you so so much. much. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. There are many more stories to come of encouragement. And yeah, so this is Grace Kenneth Jima signing out. From Kemi. We will see you in our next show. Take care and God bless.